It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're fixing to have us a good day. Happy Wednesday, folks. Welcome on into the Locked On Auburn Podcast, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. Today's show is presented by our friends at Fetch Me Home Delivery. Use promo code FetchMe20 for your first delivery free. I was reading uh, all the features that Fetch Me offers. Because I just want to spruce it up a little bit. I don't want to say the same thing every day. And they are the only food delivery service that has a loyalty program with no cap. Thereby rewarding customers, their customers, who stay with them for a long time and use them on a regular basis. That's something we haven't talked a whole lot about. Also, Auburn basketball taking action tonight uh, as they host Texas A&M. If Auburn scores 85 or more points, you can use promo code AUBALL85 for half off of your delivery. So be pulling for uh, Samir Dowdy and Javon McCormick, as I'm sure you already were, to get hot and uh, to get it going from deep. So, yeah, use promo code FETCHME20 for your first delivery free. That is on the free Fetch Me app or FetchMeDelivery.com. All right, so today's show... Uh, I'm going to talk for a few minutes, and then we are going to have the second part of our conversation with the Swiss Army Nye, uh, Spencer Nye. Um, if you want to hear the first part of it, gosh, what did I name it? It was from last week, and the name of it was like Auburn assistant coach we're not talking about. Um, yeah, yeah, he played for uh, Coach Porter, and that's probably the assistant we talked the least about. So it was cool getting some insight from him about that. All right, so Auburn basketball. They won last night, and they didn't even play. They didn't even play. So Auburn secures a double bye in the SEC tournament. That puts them as a top-four seed. They should be a two-seed going into the thing. They need to win tonight against Texas A&M. The line is 12-and-a-half. What? That seems high to me. But, hey, Vegas is good at what they do. So if that's the case, Auburn fans, maybe they can watch a game and kind of actually be relaxed for once. Wouldn't that be fun? We'll see. The game Saturday at Tennessee in Knoxville. To me, it gets more interesting. The Vols, they beat Kentucky last night. They were in Rupp. They were down by 17 points. And they rallied and come back. I didn't watch the game. Just saw that stuff on Twitter. But for you to, for, for you to overcome those odds in a tough environment, that is, that is crazy. All the descriptions that I read. I mean, Kentucky folks were stunned. It's hard to do that. Hard to do that anywhere, let alone in Rupp. Auburn saw that firsthand this past week. Um, but it, it's just amazing to me because the, the whole momentum, the whole culture around Auburn basketball, I mean, it has just dramatically shifted. It's totally changed. So we, we mentioned it yesterday uh, at the top of the show. Yesterday was the, the 10-year anniversary for the last game at Beard Eves Memorial Coliseum. Michael and I kind of joked about it, like, did people even care about basketball-related tidbits before Bruce Pearl? We joked and said, no, of course not, but, I mean, I went to a lot of the games before Bruce Pearl, and there weren't a lot of people there with me. And now it's, uh, it's close to impossible to get a ticket without paying, you know, over $200 a seat, which is, which is a good problem to have. That's great. But they kind of didn't care before Bruce Pearl. And I think back to my time when I was a student at Auburn. I mean, it is night and day. It is a cool thing to do to go to basketball games. You got to get in line early. Sometimes you got to skip class because, I mean, it's crazy. It is absolutely crazy. Uh, 
Call the Locked On Auburn voicemail machine. I'd love to hear more people's thoughts on this. We're going to hear from Zach from California in just a moment. But call us at 334-205-4285. Here is, a, here is another Zach from Cali. Hey, Zach. This is a fellow Zach um, out here in California, actually. Uh, graduated from Auburn back in 2015. Long way away. Um, first-time caller, long-time listener. Uh, something I wanted to bring up and just note, uh, kind of following uh, Auburn's loss at Kentucky, was just about kind of the, the state of the program in general. When I really, you know, looking back and doing some thinking about the game, I uh, was thinking about when I was a freshman at Auburn and how much over a year, it's just been, you know, nine years or ten years now, how much it's the complete culture has changed and how much, you know, and it, we as a school and everything have embraced the basketball program and, and everything. And, you know, it, it's completely different. And it can seem sad at times, you know, with the loss and, you know, we want to win and we want to win the SEC and uh, we have these standards now. Uh, but, you know, sometimes it's good to look back and see, you know, how far we've come in be pretty damn proud of the team and this program and this coach. So just wanted to call and say that and a little happier note. Um, have a great day. Enjoy the podcast. Hey, thank you so much, Zach. Yeah, uh, I think you kind of nailed it on the head. I graduated in 15 as well from Auburn, so we uh, we were probably overlapped there. Um, I just stayed here and you went to California. <laughs> um, yeah, no, you're you're exactly right. I mean, it's it's fascinating. It's a fascinating thing for sure. So be sure to tune in as the Tigers host Texas A&M tonight, and we will break down that game tomorrow, and we'll have some more goodness for you on Friday. Coming up, the second part of our conversation with the Swiss Army Knife. Stay tuned. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. You have made a lot of big plays in your Auburn career. Um, You had six kick returns. For 60 yards, that's a solid 10-yard average. Uh, you made two catches, one of them a, a massive catch in the Oregon game, the other one a 25-yard reception in uh, the Minnesota game. The Oregon catch is actually why we started calling you Swiss Army Knight, because you could do everything. I think that's where that originated from. That may have been it. We'll have to go check the tapes. How about that? Nice. And you even had one rush for two yards. Is there one play from your Auburn career that sticks out to you where you're like, I love that play. That was my favorite play of my Auburn career. Well, that's tough. Honestly, I would say that it was the one um, where uh, Worm ran over the dude at Alabama to yeah. score and knocked his helmet off. Because like, I was, whatever, we were rolling out, and it was just like a sweep. Like Everybody's like, running as fast as you can. So You're I'm just a like, lead blocker to, on the play? Yeah, trying yeah. to set the edge kind of. And so I'm like running out, and I'm like blocking a guy. Me and Prince are both blocking a guy. 
And like we kind of set the edge, and you know he could have like I think easily ran around and like yeah I thought he was going on. to hit the outside. And he just yeah. like cut up and like it was like right in front of me. Like he he hit the guy and like his helmet popped off, and I thought it was the ball for a second. I was like trying to catch it, trying to get a fumble. Yeah, yeah, but that was actually really cool to see like that close because I like stopped and looked, and he was just bam. He, yeah, I really wish you would have caught the helmet. Oh my god, <laughs> that would have been great. So, um, my big takeaway from that story: you guys call him Prince. Yeah, for Prince Tega. What Ortega. about Ortega? Yeah, we call him Tega more often. Okay, uh, well, because there's two princes, right? Yeah, Prince, yeah. Uh, Prince Michael uh, Sammons. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I thought it would be funny if you called Tega Prince and not not the other. Guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So you mentioned Worm, and I mean, he's so fast, but he just wants to run over people despite his size. I mean, what's up with that? Do y'all give him a hard time about that at all? Uh, I don't. I like it. I, yeah. I like anybody who's trying to run somebody over. Sure. And whatever that mindset, I think, is is great for even like a guy that size because he's like, whatever. He he'll hit anybody. He's he likes that kind of stuff. Who's faster, like, him or uh, him or Schwartz? I think probably probably Flash is faster. Yeah. Sure. If you got a cool nickname, you know you're fast. You know what I'm saying? He's really showing us up here on the nickname thing. Like he, It's like he doesn't even know their real names. It's wild. <laughs> I, some of those... well, I guess it's given name. They're given well, names. He, he did say on Twitter that he liked Chainsaw McClain. I yeah. think that's fitting. I had never heard that one either. That one's funny. That yeah, one. he's a, he responded on Twitter to the, the show Twitter page at Locked On Auburn on Twitter. And um, so I, I think he's aware of it. I think he's aware of it. But... um. What his thing's Ricochet Rabbit or whatever, right? Who is that? Oh, um, Zacoby. Yeah, yeah. That's was, crazy. Which McLean were you? Which McLean is Chainsaw McLean? Oh, Zacoby. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, because Marquise. Yeah, there. I didn't even think about that. I didn't even think about hmm. that. Huh? There we go. There okay. we go. What other questions do you have, buddy? In your show prep over there. So your your huddle page from high school listed you at six foot one. And your official Auburn page lists you as six foot zero. Oh, who's lying? Um, do you need me to go take care of that? Someone I need to fight for you? Yeah, I need I mean, you to get it to six three is what I need you to do. Uh, I mean, that's an important inch. <laughs> yeah, it is. No, it I is. agree. I, I think that I'm I'm in between six foot and six one. Sure. Just right there. But I always tell people that I'm six foot because a lot of people like boost their height a little bit. And so like I'm a little taller than six foot. And so... I'll be like, they'll tell me they're six foot. and be like, well, I'm six foot and I'm two inches taller than you. So, yeah, it's like, so, that, so this is awkward. Right. Yeah. Right. It's like, I think you're full of it, dude. Uh, so are, how's uh, how's training going for the pro day? That coming up on the sixth? Yeah. Is that right? How's like, that going? It's good. We got a solid group of guys that are training here in Auburn. So, I mean, we've whatever. It's We had good competition with each other and. Nothing beats that and whatever. I think all of us are just ready to do it. We, we've all like kind of done as much as we can and it's just like time to be here how is the transition from doing like actual football drills that make you a better football player to doing a 60 yard shuttle and stuff like that that doesn't yeah. really matter yeah exactly we, we've whatever been just focusing on all the combine specific things what's your bench press at how many reps at 225 what are you thinking my goal is to do 30 but we haven't done it. Like, so we do it with 250, and then so with the training regiment or whatever the. Program. Oh, so it'll be like lightweight when you're doing it. 
Yeah, legit. well, yeah. it's like we, we move down, like whatever. There's like five different sets we do, but then like the weight decreases. But the first set you always do is 250 in our training. How many, can you, how many reps of that can you do? I've done 21. That's incredible. That's crazy. That's crazy. I've done one before. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> and it was really cool when you did it. It was mm-hmm. really, really cool. Mm-hmm. What do you think you're going to get your 40 in? 4-3? Four, 4-4? Um, four, four? I want to. I think I'll run. I think I'll run like a four eight. Okay. All right. You heard it here first. Uh, Spencer and I are gonna break the forty yard dash record. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> That's uh, awesome. How fast do you think Will Hastings shuttle time is gonna be? Because mm. they've been building this up for four years. Yeah. That knee injury is gonna hurt them. No pressure, Will. But uh, we heard it was walked on kicker, really good shuttle, starting wide receiver. So <laughs> no, he, he he's like whatever. He's a freak. At, uh, like he, he's the quickest dude like you ever see. You, Has you he fully recovered it. from his his surgery? Yeah, I think so. That's but good. he he's also gotten bigger. So whatever. Some of the times that he's like ran in the past, like he's put on like a, a decent amount of weight for like the pro day stuff. So it's still gonna be like one of the fastest you've ever seen. But yeah. um, is he like talk know. about like trying to be like the next Julian Edelman, the next Wes Welker? Does he talk about that or is he just like, no, I could be anything? Um, Yeah. I mean, Will, Will definitely like looks up to those like small, like slot kind of guys. Yeah. And I, that's definitely what he wants to be. And I think he can like whatever, some of the stuff that he does on the field, like literally unguardable. And yeah, so it's, it's really impressive. Just like watch it. Is there a guy that you look up to in the league right now that you kind of want to model your game after? Um, I really like the the guy from Harvard, uh, from the 49ers, uh, Juice Check. Yeah. Juice Check. I, I don't mm-hmm. know exactly how to say it, but that, that guy I like a lot. He's pretty athletic for a big guy. He moves pretty well. So. Yeah, a lot of those guys sense. are really impressive, just all the fullbacks, I think, that are in the league. They're, they're all kind of like hidden, hidden who talents. Who is the, the biggest athletic freak on the team? The guy that you were just like, like he does stuff and you're just like blown away, whether it's in the weight room or during drills or, or what? Probably, probably Nick Coe. That makes sense. He's, he's definitely a freak. He just, whatever, rolls out of bed and can do everything <laughs> sure. better than anybody else. But I mean, Derek's probably up there on that list. I was afraid you were going to say Derek. I was like, well, I was super bored. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's a boring answer. <laughs> yeah, no, Nick Coe makes sense. I mean, mm-hmm. that guy, that guy, every now and then you just see a glimpse of him and be like, holy cow, that's awesome. That's awesome. So, yeah, the NFL looking at him as, um, listing him as a linebacker, which is kind of, kind of cool. So we'll see how that goes. We will see how that goes. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero turn mowers, and utility vehicles including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Did you have a specific play like you were lined up in the or you were in the huddle or I know y'all didn't really huddle a whole lot, but whenever you heard it called, you're like, sweet. I love this play. Probably any play that I got to run around on because that didn't happen too often. What was your favorite? uh, What was your favorite passing pattern that they called? 
I don't, it, I don't know if I had a favorite. Okay. Know, anyone? Oh, I guess the one that is uh, we called that I caught in the Minnesota game because I got the option to wheel it up a little bit down the field. Sure. And so that one's pretty nice when you get further than five yards downfield. So when you look at the people on Auburn Twitter, they they say that the wheel route is always open. Can you confirm this? Uh, I don't know if I'd say that, but I think that. Uh, <laughs> Depend depends who it is if you if you get open or not, right? I guess so. So when you're running so. it, it's always open. That's what he was trying to say. I think uh, so. Y- what were you thinking when Bo threw the pass in the Oregon game? That was on I. It was on the last drive, right? And on like third down, it was a, a a huge play in the game. What was going through your head right there? Honestly, that that whole drive, I was just because we converted like a fourth down and short mm-hmm. too. I think and. I bet everybody else on the edge of their seat, but like, and I'm the, I'm the same way. I hate watching like when our defense is out there, but mm-hmm. when I'm playing, I'm just like, all right, I can get the signal. You just got to block the play. Like, you don't got to think. You're like, you're not worried about how close the game is. You're just like running the play. So, whatever we were going, just driving. I, I was so tired by that point. I, I wasn't even thinking about anything. Yeah. I was just, whatever. Like, Afterwards, were, were you like, thank God I caught the ball? <laughs> yeah. And I actually had whatever, I split open like, my hand during fall camp and as I get the end of it. So I had my entire hand taped up and I had literally had like a mitten on my, on this hand. Oh wow. And like, so I had been like kind of struggling to like catch some cause I, it was like whatever, not sticky at all. Like it was literally mm-hmm. like a, like a oven mitten on my hand. And did you give Schwartz a hard time because he like couldn't play for a while cause he like hurt his finger or something. Right. Yeah. I think his was more of like a, he had like a bone. Like I think you should have talked more smack to him. <laughs> I don't know. You don't strike me as a he, big I don't, smack. I don't talk think he's guy. that kind of guy. Yeah. You seem like the guy someone talks smack to, and then you go murder. <laughs> I don't know. On the field, I, I I get a little chatty sometimes, but that's only when I'm not tired. After like three plays, I get kind of tired. <laughs> <laughs> you won't catch me. That's talking. relatable. Were you uh Were you on the field? Uh, stand on the Oregon game. Were you on the field with Seth Williams catch? The game winner. I. Mm. I don't think so. No, no, no. Okay. I don't think I was. There are a lot no. of wide receivers on the field, so that would yeah. make sense. I think that it was – I was on it until that play. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I just can't imagine the emotion uh, after after the way that you guys kind of came back and won that game and Bo Nix's first game, all the storylines kind of going into that and the, the freshman quarterback growing up right you know, before everybody's eyes. Uh, I'm, sure that was, um, I'm sure that was a fun ride home. Yeah, that one was awesome, and it would have been an awful ride home had we lost, you know. So, yeah, that that game was whatever. I hadn't been in a whole lot of like last second games like that, like yeah. that I was there for, and that one that one honestly felt really good once we got done yeah. back in the locker room. Yeah, that's great, man. That's great. Do you guys fly everywhere? Anywhere that's like more than three to four hours away that has. So the the worst trip is Mississippi State. We don't fly to because I don't think there's an airport too close. So it wouldn't make a whole lot of sense. But Ole Miss, we fly to because we can fly to uh, Memphis, uh, right? Memphis, yeah. And then all like LSU, A and M. We flew to Clemson when we played them. Flew to Florida, Arkansas. What about Georgia? Georgia, we drive. Alabama, we drive. Okay. What's your least favorite place to play at in the SEC? Probably Alabama. 
It's no fun. And then they, they start playing the Dixieland Delight song. I remember from my junior year, and that was one like, whatever. It, it just kind of demoralizing sitting there. Yeah. But, what about your favorite place to go? Um, A and M's always nice. They have they have some super nice facilities, and just being from like near there, that one, that one's pretty cool. I like going there, and their stadium is huge. Sure. There's a lot of talk about Auburn upping their facilities game because you know, it's kind of like an arms race in regards to recruiting throughout the conference. Do you think Auburn stuff is on par with other places in the SEC? I'm, I'm sure it kind of depends from place to place, but just as a whole. Yeah, I think the new locker room that we have that we built in the stadium is awesome. Like that, that's yeah. I think one of like the nicest things. That, that that thing's awesome, and it's like so roomy. Like it used to be like kind of compact and tight, and like everybody wouldn't fit. But now it's just like you got so much room in the middle and everything. But I mean, I think we're whatever we could you like have some more things in like our practice facilities, I guess that we spend like more time in. Okay. But as far as like game and like stadium with all the new like add on on the side since I've been here and in the locker room, I think that's on par with anywhere in the country for sure. What about the the thought on the football only facility, the football only complex that Auburn's trying to get the money to to build? Do you think that's something that Auburn needs? I mean, I think it would be cool. It would definitely be convenient for all the players and coaches and everybody, all staff involved. But I don't, I don't know how realistic it would be. Like, I know that whatever is just kind of like a fight for, like, the land like and where we can get it done. It sounds like it's happening. Yeah, it's been approved. they got to finalize location and plans and, and all that. Um, so they're working on it. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. It's apparently – I didn't realize how big of a deal that was in regards to recruiting and just kind of – maintaining players and keeping mm-hmm. them happy and all that. I, I just had no idea that that was like something that people really wanted, but I guess it is. Well, I guess I, I would not. I could care less, but there, <laughs> sure. there are some people that are super worried about what it looks like where they're spending every day. So yeah. I just forgot my question. You got them all written down over there. No, this was one. I, what did Off you the just cuff? ask? Yeah. What did you just ask? Uh, about the football only facility. Gone. All right. Oh, yeah. Uh, who had the worst visitors locker room that you played in? Because like you said, A&M had super nice facilities, yeah. which I think is um, probably why they lose at home a lot because the other team is so comfortable. I don't. Who was it last year, Zach? Do you remember that was just going crazy about how the other team, like they played in someone else's stadium? And there it was, was LSU in Texas. Yeah. At at UT, there was like no air conditioning in the other locker room, and the lock. Yeah, so who has the worst visitors locker room that you played in this year? Or the whole time. The whole time. I think the worst one was Missouri from 2017. God, those it might, it big might be, twelve schools, man. <laughs> it might be a change now, but it was like you had to walk up this like the steepest ramp ever, like the cleats would like literally slip on it and they had to put like carpets down just so we could like walk up into it. And then it was just like, whatever, like cement, everything. And like super small, like you're like, whatever, like knee to knee with the guy next to you. And there's just not room for anything. And like, it's just like super hot. It was like insanely hot that day. And then you guys won by 30. Yeah. Do you, it didn't work. <laughs> do you respect that at all? Because, like, for me, when I heard that Texas did that to LSU or or didn't do it as the UTA. I thought it was awesome. Yeah. I thought it was I was awesome. like, that's part of playing on the road. Like, they, that's smart of them. Why would they give you super nice, cushy facilities? to come? So do you respect that the when the opposing locker rooms are 
you know, not up to par or like um, maybe not expected, but or maybe not respected, but ex- expected. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know how true the whole Texas LSU thing is either. Like, I, I guess there's whatever they could claim, whatever. But um, I mean, I think you can do whatever you want. I don't think ours is like the nicest thing. And, and so I, whatever you can't get, if you don't have like the, if you're not giving them the nicest thing, I mean, you can't get mad about. I mean, yeah, it sucks, but it's just part of it. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't understand why like you're like you owe your visitors something, especially when it's like, all right, well next year we're you know we're gonna have to go back to your place. Maybe so. if it's like a buy game, then I could understand the people showing up and being like, come on, like you're paying us to be here, <laughs> throw us a bone, like, please like, take care of us, yeah. thank you. <laughs> um, how long do you guys spend in the locker rooms before the game, both at home and on the road? I assume it's longer at home, but. Yeah, how long are you there before the games? Um, so we're actually pretty like similar. Whatever we we're on like a routine kind of is mm-hmm. what Coach Malzahn, whatever he tries to do like everything so similar. So like we're all whatever, nothing like catches you by surprise. So like we show up and we have Tiger walk always two hours before the game starts. Whatever, whether it's home or away. Obviously, if it's away, it's a lot shorter. But would whatever walk through the fans almost everywhere lets us do some sort of Tiger walk. And then whatever, we go out on the field, pretty circle. But it's all, like, real similar. So two hours before is when we – Tiger Walk always is, whether it's home or away. So we're probably, whatever, hour 30, hour 45 in the locker room before the actual game starts. But, I mean, we go out and warm up. and So it's not like you're just sitting around a whole lot. Yeah. Spencer, thank you so much for your time, man, and best of luck. with it. You got another question? Oh, I, I have, yeah, a little more. Okay. If that's okay. Go ahead. Uh, we've spent a lot of time here talking about your brawn, obviously, because you're a fullback and uh, a big-time football player. But I do think it's worth noting you were on the SEC academic honor roll. You graduated in December. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, and you can solve a Rubik's Cube in under a minute. Yeah, I can. No way. Definitely. We buried the lead here. Why didn't you ask that first? <laughs> I don't know. I want to talk about football. That's incredible. So did you have to practice to be able to do that, or is that just how your brain is? No, I definitely practiced. Like, my senior year in high school, I kind of I just started, like, watching some YouTube videos and bought a Rubik's Cube at Target, one of the other, like, real crappy ones that are, like, uh-huh. hard to turn. So now, like, I get – they're called, like, speed cubes. that You get them from, like, Amazon. They're, like, made in China. They have, like, all these, like, Chinese names. But, yeah, so I got – I have one now, and – have you got couple. like the bigger than the three by three ones? Have you done nah. like the four by four and so on? Nah, no, I, the, those be even more. I don't know. If I can well, do what that. other stuff did you find? Do you do other uh, cool things? <laughs> uh, in high school, you were a state state champion in shot put in discus. Um, did you ever think about doing track collegiately? Yeah, absolutely. I did, uh, and I kind of wanted to. I do... guess that'd be field, not track. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Uh, no, I, I, I didn't mean to, any disrespect. No, absolutely not. I get it. Um, but no, I wanted to like go somewhere and honestly like play and do track. But like coming out of high school, I was like, you know, like that might be a lot, you know, because I'm not, I'm not necessarily getting recruited and I'm not going to go somewhere that they want me to go. So it might be kind of hard to walk on to a football team and walk on to the track team. But yeah, it never worked out. I think I could have been done it here. I think it would have been successful, but. But it never, whatever, it never worked out. But yeah, I had a great time doing track in high school. 
Uh, do you still have your state champion medals? Yeah. Do you win, you win medals? Yeah. yeah, I have them here, actually. Okay, I still have mine also. What do, you, uh, what do you value more, those medals or the LOPA that you won? The Locked on Auburn Podcast Award. Definitely the uh, nickname award. Sweet. Sure. Sweet. Fantastic. Yes. Um, my last question. Is it true that you listen to country music before every game? Yes. That's all I listen to. What's your go-to? And I have to turn it up like super loud so I can't really hear the... The uh, the rap music, the rap going on on the speaker that everybody I guess listens to. Well, but you that, know, that no, I sense. still I still have. But yeah, that's just what I've always done. That's so, like my favorite kind of music. And, so do you have like a separate like pump up country playlist and then like a normal? Because like there's very different kinds of country music. I assume you're not listening to like love ballads before you go play a football game. Honestly, like the stuff I listen to, like you, it would it would surprise you. Like it's not like anything. You a Josh but, Abbott band fan? They're okay. They're okay. All right, so you got to put a playlist together. What's the first thing you're putting on there? Before football game, I yep. always listen to uh, the Boys of Fall. I actually have like the music video on my phone. Sure. Which I think is got to watch that on the bus. Um, it's Tim McGraw, right? No, it's um, Jay. Uh, we played Chess. that a lot when I was in high school yeah. playing. We played that in the locker room beforehand. It's a song about football players, right? Kenny Chesney. That's Kenny Chesney. Yeah, okay, Chesney, so yeah. one of the. Two big country songs, whatever. Continue. Um, Are you a Red Dirt country fan, like a Texas country yeah, fan? Yeah, I like Texas country. Yeah, me too. Big Josh Abbott guy. Man, y'all are both so from Texas, it's crazy. All right. You're from Houston, right? Yeah, near Houston, like an hour outside. Okay. Yikes. Michael really doesn't like Houston. What are your thoughts on that? He's a Dallas guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry, I see he, he knew. about that. Can y'all fight? Y'all should fight real quick. Definitely not. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, please don't hurt me. I'm very afraid. <laughs> Spencer, thank you so much for your time, man. We really appreciate it, and best of luck with Pro Day and everything moving forward, boss. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on. What a guy. Thank you so much, Spencer, for hanging out with us today, and thank you for listening today. We'll be back tomorrow. This has been another edition of the Locked On Auburn Podcast. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.